Well, hello there. It's another day. I'm Jim Harrington. And I am Bill Knight. Uh, what was that? I was called a senile old... Uh, yeah, no, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> we have fans. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, not, everybody, not everybody who tunes into the program likes it. We understand that. We've been in the business for a long time. I mean, uh, in broadcasting, we used to have a jingle on a, a station I worked in in Boston, WBZ. One of the lines was... You can't please all of the people all of the time. That was part of the jingle on WBZ back in the 70s. And it's true. You can't. Yeah. The object of the game is to please as many people as you can. And we're doing a good job. We're getting a lot of people out there listening. You don't even have to please the overwhelming majority. You, you, you have to find your niche. Mm-hmm. We found our niche. There is a majority out there. Um, and that's just we have it, based upon different information sources we have tens of thousands of people around the world listening to our our podcast uh, most of it are on streaming sites and that means that it's really hard for the average guy to get the statistics on it but there are companies that we go to that are maybe the biggest company in the world Amazon yeah. and and you know that Amazon uh, their whole business is based on statistics Everything they do is statistical. They, they, if you want to sell a widget on Amazon, they have to figure out whether it's worth putting it on Amazon and, and trying to promote it there, or is it a waste of space? And uh, so when you ask them about you know, who, how many downloads of a program uh, and you get a, an enormous figure, odds are they're, they're more truthful than not, if you know what I mean. Yeah, that's true. And uh, you know, here we are. It's it's I Day. Yeah, it is uh, Indictment Day. Uh, you know, so we've we've got that. Uh, they're readying for all kinds of protests all over the world. Uh, the Manhattan DA he has been pummeled over his uh, Trump indictment decision as just uh, you know it was bad judgment. Uh, the stock market uh, is uh, shakier than it's ever been. We're on the brink of nuclear war. Um, You've got, uh, there's all kinds of weird stuff going on, but yet Joe Biden's saying these are the best times that we are in ever. Well. He has no clue. The first one to mention who the witness in the uh, afternoon on Monday would be, uh, they they were waiting for a special witness. And Bill, you were the guy yesterday who said, uh, I think it's a guy named Robert Costello. You were yeah, right. I was watching the trends right at the time we were doing the show. So I saw the yep. name. I was going, and, well, and there it is. Robert Costello is an attorney uh, with a terrific track record. He was the attorney for Michael Cohen, who was uh, yeah. Alvin Bragg's star witness in this indictment. And he's also, Michael Cohen is the guy who went to jail, you know, for about three years uh, early on in the Trump administration for lying. And uh, so anyway, uh, Robert Costello was on Tucker's show last night and he kind of explains what's going on for real. From the leaks that you have read in, say, the New York Times, how do you assess this case? Uh, Weak, to say the least. Um, I just spent two hours or so testifying before the grand jury in downtown Manhattan. And uh, I got my point across, although it was clear to me that the Manhattan DA's office did not want to get to the truth. I need to explain that a little bit. I called them up. 
uh, after I saw Michael Cohen on TV stating things that he said he was going to tell the grand jury and had told the grand jury that were contrary to what he told us when we first represented him in April of 2018. So I'm sitting at home watching these lies, and I said, I've got to do something about it. I don't represent Donald Trump, but I do stand for justice, and I think I have a legal obligation to inform both sides. So that's what I did. I had a ton of documents that I had prepared back in 2019 for the Department of Justice. The U.S. Attorney's Office called me up and said, Mr. Costello, we would like to talk to you about your representation of Michael Cohn. I laughed and said, can I presume you have a waiver of this of the attorney-client privilege? And they said, you presume correctly. I said, fine, send it over. I'll be delighted to talk to you. Um, that waiver is very clear. And once we had that, I prepared 330 emails, uh, a bunch of text messages. I prepared a contemporaneous report of our first meeting with Michael Cohn at the Regency Hotel in Manhattan, as well as a contemporaneous notes of the interview I had for two hours with the U.S. Attorney's Office in the Southern District of New York, as well as contemporaneous notes of an interview by the House Committee on Intelligence, who sent three investigators to my office, one of whom is now uh, Dan Goldman, a congressman here in New York. So I had all of this material ready. I sent it to Donald Trump's lawyer, and I sent it to the Manhattan DA's office. And I contacted the Manhattan DA's office, and I asked, could we meet with Alvin Bragg? Because I wanted to present this to Alvin Bragg as I had presented it to the Southern District. I wanted him to look me in the eye and assess my credibility. Did I have more credibility than uh, Michael Cohn? Because Michael Cohn, in my uh, opinion, was lying about just about everything. I specifically told them that there were two main points that I wanted to make clear. That Cohn had told us that when we first met him, that he was suicidal. Why is that important? Because when you're suicidal, thinking that that's the only way out of your legal mess, and you're presented with the following options, that you could cooperate against Donald Trump and provide information that would get you a get-out-of-jail-free card, and you respond to us, I do not have any information on Donald Trump. And he said it many times during that two-hour meeting. I swear to God, Bob, I don't have anything on Donald Trump. And I had my law partner who knew Michael Cohn for 10 years on Columbia Grammar and Prep School here in Manhattan because Cohn was on the board of directors. Yeah. Uh, and when I heard him say that he was suicidal the weekend before standing on the roof of the Regency Hotel, I didn't know whether he was a drama queen or telling the truth. So I looked at my partner and he shook his head and nodded, I think he's telling the truth. And later on, we got that corroborated by the Reverend Jerry Falwell and his wife, who had dinner with Michael Cohn, who told him the same thing. Why is that important? Because when you're willing to give up your life in order to avoid these legal troubles, when they're insurmountable to you, and you're offered a way out, you say, all you have to do is cooperate on Donald Trump. Do you have anything on Donald Trump? And he says, no, repeatedly, I swear to God, Bob, I don't have anything then you know that you've got a guy who probably doesn't have anything. It's certainly easier to give up information on Donald Trump than it is to kill yourself. On top of that, while he's making these speeches for our period, he's marching up and down on the other side of the conference table like a tiger in the zoo, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. He looked like he hadn't slept in five days. He looked like somebody who was suicidal. And every once in a while, he would stop and point at us. And when I say once in a while, he did this at least 20 times and said, 
guys, I want you to know, I will do whatever the F I have to do. I will never spend one day in jail. Now, what he's saying is, I'll lie, cheat, steal, shoot somebody. I will not spend a day in jail. Do you think a guy whose mentality is that is going to not admit that he has information on Donald Trump? But DA's office didn't ask me questions to bring that up. And I, I brought it up anyway. I, didn't, I ignored their questions and simply gave them the information. I'm hearing rap in my ear, left and right. Uh, I'll continue if you want, but uh, I- Well, let me just ask you one, one sure. final question, if it's okay, Mr. Cassell. Sure. If, if you were the DA, if you were a prosecutor and you were trying to be fair and honest and serve the law rather than a political agenda, you'd want to know that, wouldn't you? Absolutely. And I told them and told the grand jury today, I was deputy chief of the criminal division of the U.S. attorneys for the Southern District. I said, I wouldn't touch a witness like Michael Cohn for any amount of money. You simply cannot rely upon this guy. And tonight, he was on another station denying that he waived the attorney-client privilege. Here it is, in writing, yeah. and that's his signature on the second page. So that's unbelievable. I guess he didn't know that, and the district attorney didn't know that. And I told them, Michael Cohn has been in your office 20 times and twice in the grand jury, and he forgot to tell you that he waived the attorney-client privilege 22 times? I mean, really, is this the kind of witness you want to ride to the finish line? Not in my book. Uh, I think all they care about is the finish line, but um, I sure appreciate exactly. the information that you brought us tonight. Former attorney to, uh, to Michael Cohen, who is Alvin Bragg's uh, keystone witness, so to speak, the guy that he's putting all of his uh, eggs in in his basket. Uh, that's, that's an amazing uh, interview because if he said what he said in front of Alvin Bragg, then you would think there'd be no indictment because it's obvious the guy's Cohen is a liar. His attorney has said he's a liar. Uh, what more do you want? But that's not what it's all about, is it? No, it's not. I mean, there are three tiers to justice. Uh, uh, you know, there's there's truth, justice, and the American justice, way. Yeah, that ju <laughs> yes. truth, justice, the American sounds way. like an opening to Superman. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, it is, <laughs> but you know, th that's the tiers. You got truth, you got justice. And the American way. Forget about truth. Forget about justice. The American way is, hey, you know what? What we throw out there is all the American public is going to hear. So they're going to take whatever it is that they want to discern out of this mm -hmm. and not what we just heard. No one's going to hear that. They're going to hear Cohen, you know, and, and Bragg giving them this diatribe that's all fake. Bill, is and this just visuals? Is this just for the visuals, the whole thing? Visuals, audibles, yeah. It's 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 not what's true. It's what will get my story and tug on the heartstrings and 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 you know hook America and drag them along down the finish line. How long will it take before the uh, the profile picture of uh, Donald Trump is? accidentally released to the press within 24 hours here's the problem is today's the day he's supposed to be indicted right they've already set it up where they they've had their meetings they they plan to do it it was said that it was probably going to be a hoax over the weekend but here you got this da that you know has all but admitted that he doesn't want to hear the truth 
it doesn't matter to him. Right. He's just got a vendetta. He's got marching orders to get Trump. He's going to get him. He's going to present it. He's going to present his evidence. So he's going to be locked up today. And I think all hell's going to break loose. Look, you know, we were, I was wanting to see the crowd at the Trump Towers. Yeah. Well, there's a big crowd there last night. I'm going, oh, it's got to be crazy right now. There's, there's cameras just about on, there's cameras everywhere in America. Yeah, right. Every big building is watched. Yep. And it goes through a city camera system. Right. Guess what one is turned off today? Turned off. The city camera at Trump Tower. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it, that one in the in city of Manhattan, it, it's turned off for whatever reason. And that's because there's going to be two sets of footage. The footage that they're going to run on the 6 o'clock NBC, CNN, CBS, ABC, Kamikaze News. And right. then the footage that will be recorded by the right side. And they'll say, oh, that's debunked. That's that's fake. Because you surely cannot sit there and have a city cam that's rolling that has the truth that John Q. America could sit there and go, hey, I, 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 uh, I rolled this on tape. I ran, <laughs> ran it right off the Internet. They and, had uh, uh, an amazing crowd there yesterday about 530. I'm talking maybe several thousand people. Uh, I would have hated to have been a New York City cab driver yesterday trying to get across town because the roads had to be a mess in midtown Manhattan. and uh, But that was yesterday. Nothing was really happening yesterday. I can only imagine what's going to happen today. Now, I have heard other things that have, that have been uh, talked about. I've heard truck drivers say that if you, if you indict Trump, don't expect your, your goods to be moved anytime soon. There's a lot of things going on, and you could call this the beginning of the succession of the United States, because which Marjorie was saying time for a divorce. Mm -hmm. Well, it looks like that the, the people are saying, "Get my attorney. I want a damn divorce from this country." Because you've got you've got people on the right going, "Okay, you want to see a bank failure? You want to see a crash? You really yeah. do? You indict Trump, and we're pulling all of our money out of the banks." Now, you've got businesses that are getting ready to do this. And by the way, all, all they have to do, Bill, by the way, is take the money out of the their savings account, walk over to a safety deposit box, and put it in the safety deposit box. They're still protected with their cash in the bank. It's just the bank doesn't have access to it anymore. The bank technically doesn't have any of your funds to play with. That's what people can do. You, you know, they don't have to bring it home and stick it under their mattress and worry about protecting their life savings. They can just put it in a safety deposit box in the very same bank they're in and lock it up. And the bank doesn't have access to your cash. It It's like you took the money out of the bank. You, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I think that they would find a way to say, well, the money's on our property. It might be in a safety deposit box. No, they can't box. do that. Can't well, do it. They, you, you can't indict Trump, but they're doing it. Well, that's <laughs> isn't that the truth? They're, they're, what you're saying is they're making up rules as they go, uh, and that's right. the you that's know, the problem, Bill. And... That's the problem. They're making up rules as they go. Uh, so many people that I've heard uh, t talking about this this indictment have said this is uncharted territory. This is going to rip our country in half. It's going to destroy our constitution. 
the faith in government will be shot because things like equal justice for all is a mainstay. It's a foundation, the bedrock of our democracy. You take that away and we have nothing as a country. We become Venezuela. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And you're talking about uh, us being divided. How many pieces are we going to be divided into, though? Well, we're going to be divided. And does that into, set us up? We're going to be divided into two that yeah, I can think of. Right, right, exactly. You know, but it's it's happening, and are you know, we vulnerable? Because then you gotta you gotta wonder, how does the military divide and fall? I don't think it's going to divide evenly, or or the military goes to one side, the right side, or 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 the left side. Well, you saw what happened in the American Civil War. Right. That that guys who fought side by side in the uh, Mexican wars uh, ended up fighting against each other in the Civil War. And people say, well, that's ancient history. Well, not really. The weapons uh, were ancient and uh, the, maybe the tactics were totally different. But they were people. They were human beings. And the, the country was split in half. And, uh, you know, we, we've, we've been terribly divided before as a country. It could happen again. I'm not somebody that that is an advocate of uh, any violence. I would like to see this thing be resolved in an honest, equitable, and fair fashion. But the problem is the people who are on the left in the in the positions of power, like this guy Alvin Bragg, they're mm-hmm. not honest players. They no. they they wave a flag around saying I believe in justice for all. And then they do the exact opposite. They step all over our Constitution. And uh, I could go on and on. And he's not alone. This is uh, this woman down in uh, Atlanta who's looking around. She's thinking, well, wait a second. Maybe I should indict Trump, too, for some ridiculous uh, charge. You know, this is it's like they're piling on to him. They figure, hey, the environment's perfect. Let's just nail him with all these goofy charges and uh, destroy the guy that way because he's up by an enormous amount in the polls. I mean, Trump is just far and away the front runner in the uh, Republican Party, and they don't want to have to deal with him again in 2024. That's why I'm saying if they get him locked up, yeah, they'll do the evil pictures, but the evil pictures aren't going to be there to put down a live candidate. He can run for president while he's in jail. Right. But the point point is... They don't want him to live to see the day. And they want those pictures as a reminder, even if we know that it was staged, oh, we did this to Donald Trump, and you're going to fight us? Just think what we can do to you. That's true. How many times have you heard Trump say, if they can do, they're not coming after me. I'm just standing in the way between them and you. He's said Good. that many times, uh, and if I and if they can put me down, trust me, they can put you down. That's right. Now you might be, you know, a center or you know a center left leaning Republican candidate, but you know, if this goes down the way it it's shaping up to be, because the Democrats are all sitting there going, "This is our chance. We don't care. Let's go for it." You know, if they pull this off, yeah then you might sit there and go, well, I'm, I'm good because I supported this and I'm okay. 
But, you know, I really don't. I don't agree with that one bill. Really? You don't agree? Well, we'll just trump you. You know, though, th this is power. And it's all from a little boy from Hungary that worked for the Nazis, that right. stole from the Jews, and he's still alive today with a lot of money, and he wants to sit there and force his beliefs on the global, uh, on the United States, the, the symbol of freedom right. and democracy. He, he, and then, but he, by the way, is a pariah in his own country, native country, Hungary. I believe they don't want him in the country. If he, uh, if he goes into Hungary, I believe they will arrest him. Soros is Jewish, and during World War II, he cooperated as a young teenager uh, with the Nazis to squeal on Hungarian Jews, ultimately sending him on to the death camps. And, right. and he was asked about it, do you feel bad about it? He's, and he said, and I'm paraphrasing now, I'm not quoting, but he said something along the lines of, uh, no, it was actually one of the one of the most exciting and best times of my life when he was cooperating with the Nazis. Yeah, well, you know, a, a person that's a fire starter, an arsonist, mm -hmm. they love the thrill of setting that building on fire and then being in the crowd as the thing burns down and everybody, you know, my God, this is a tragedy. What happened here? Mm. That's how they get their kicks. He is an arsonist of society. He's burning down society. He's burning down democracy. He doesn't care. And to sit there and say, well, he's Jewish. All right. He is, you know, his bloodline is Jewish. But he's not Jewish faith. Well, he said yeah. also that he's an atheist. Yeah. He's, yeah. He, yeah he's, he, he has no faith. He doesn't believe in God. Yeah. He, well, he does. He believes in, you know, uh, uh, Satan. So, well, the, the fact that we're a Judeo Christian society would just irritate the guy. You know, he yeah. does, uh, you know, he he would uh, he he'd laugh at that. He hasn't offered us anything good. He, if you look mm -hmm. at the people he's put in place in all of these district attorney positions around the country, and he's put a bunch of them, uh, they have they have actually increased crime in their cities. Uh, felonies uh, have increased over the last year in New yeah, York. Major crime up twenty two percent. Now here he is, he's doing all this stuff, yeah. but he doesn't have his, his eye on his job. You know, what he has to do with this, there, he's, he's got no, he's got, he's got no standing. He's the kind of guy, and he's done this, and I'm, again, I'm off the top of my head, but I saw it yesterday. Uh, uh, he would arrest somebody for, uh, for assaulting a woman, and, and he would release him. And the guy would go out and assault five other women. So that's the consequences of having an Alvin Bragg as a DA. But yet he will turn around and he'll go after Donald Trump, former president of the United States, self-made billionaire, and uh, no big deal. He made a promise when he was uh, running for office that he would go after Trump. Can you imagine mm -hmm. these guys? I mean, he, he was targeting Trump from the time he was a candidate. And he's trying to fulfill that promise right now. These guys are amazing, and I think that we are going to... I'm, I'm hoping, I'm praying that what you said about uh, they want to see him dead it doesn't come to fruition. They're putting Donald Trump in a situation today. He 
He should not be in it. There will be thousands of people around where he's at. There'll be uh, people shoving and pushing to get closer no matter where he is. This is not um, this is not a good situation. They know that. They don't yeah. care. The, these, the, these people are amazing, Bill. And one of the untouchables, the untouchables, sounds like a Marvel series we're talking about here, is, uh, you know, got their foot in hot water uh, by the name of Joe Biden. Because now, you know, with the, the investigations that are going on, the congressional hearings, uh, they're now focused on him because the money trail goes right to his wallet and his backseat. The real and, criminal bill is Biden. Yeah. And, you know, he's compromised to China. He's an agent. Do you think it's a coincidence that they're doing this to Trump right now when all of the attention uh, in Congress is being focused on Biden? I mean, they're getting down to some real heavy stuff that if if the news media was an honest news media, and I've given up on this news media in the 21st century, they are they're a waste. Don't expect to get honesty and uh, integrity from the American news media today because it ain't going to happen. It just well, isn't going to happen. The average Joe go, well, you know what? We can do it ourselves. You know, we got Starlink. We got the Internet. We got all, all this stuff out there. I got bad news for you. They can manipulate not the, the media, the mainstream media, but the government has its finger on the pulse of everything they can Turn that off. They can't turn. turn they off. can't turn off Starlink, which is because I don't think it's based in one. I could be wrong, Bill. I could be wrong, but I think the thing that made Starlink interesting was that it was out of the control of governments. I think it can be it can be run from different locations around the globe, and it's owned by a company. It's owned by Elon Musk's company, and yeah. he you know he 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 positioned his satellites over the Ukraine. So that when the government took down the network, they would have communication. They would have the right. internet. Vivek Ramaswamy. You know, I didn't even know who this guy was until recently. He's a, a younger Republican. He is a smart guy. He's a self-made millionaire. Uh, and, and he really is an interesting guy to hear talk. He's articulate and he doesn't get into name calling. <clears throat> He's running for president. Believe it or not, I never heard of him. He's running for president, and he says a lot of good things, and he also doesn't pile on Trump. And as a matter of fact, yesterday he was the first guy of all of the candidates, DeSantis and Nikki Haley, he was the first guy to come on and say, hey, guys, no matter what your difference is, this is wrong. Listen. I'm going to campaign events in South Carolina here today. I'm curious how other audience members see it as well. I wouldn't be surprised if there are others in this race who are quietly celebrating it. But I think that for me, I'm in this for a reason, to revive a national identity. And I said this on stage at CPAC, by the way, and this was in some ways directed at differentiating myself from Trump. This is to a pro-Trump audience. You know, the thing you're coached to say is don't talk about Trump. I actually didn't. I, on stage, I said, look, I said all the reasons why I respect what he did, but the question I asked is, are we on a path to a national divorce? or do we want a national revival? And the case for my candidacy is I am in the camp of a national revival. I do not want to see a national divorce in this country. 
And I think that I'm running because I'm best positioned to unify the country. I personally know Donald Trump. I think he cares about national unity, too. I'm running because I think I'm better positioned to deliver it. And I made that case to the CPAC audience, pro-Trump audience, differentiating myself from Donald Trump. So I'm not afraid to do that. But if I'm looking at today's announcement, I work. But, but if I just finish for one second, today's announcement, I worry about for the same reason that I differentiate myself from Trump is that I think this takes us a step closer to a national divorce. I think that when you politicize the justice system itself to prosecute a political opponent of the party in power, the lead political opponent of the party in power, that is not one small step, but a giant leap towards a national divorce if they follow through it too. And so it's in some ways the same reason that I'm drawn into this race as a candidate running against Trump that also draws me to be a hardliner against the possibility that Trump be indicted on ministerial and politicized grounds. I like what he has to say there, but the point is the national divorce is really probably the only outcome that can happen unless you've got a better, unless you've got a hard dead solution mm-hmm. to what's going on. I hear him talk, and I think he's running for vice president. And people miss him. I you, think so, too. Yeah, but, what, um, what do you mean? Well, first of all, he says he doesn't want a national divorce. He wants a national revival. That is a, a kind of a soft stance, meaning Trump can come out and say, hey, no, no, I'm not looking to, to split or divide the country. I don't want a divorce. I want to reinforce our country. I want to patch the differences. The kind, he says it in his slogan. I want to make America great again. And all Vivek has to say is, well, then I'm on your side, Mr. President. And there's, your, there's a vice presidential candidate. I'm just saying, it would seem to me that uh, this uh, smart young man, I think he's uh, either an MIT or Harvard graduate and a worth about half a billion dollars, which, you know, is a lot of money. Compared to Donald, it's, you know, it's Trump change, or chump change, rather. I think Trump change is probably more uh, appropriate. I know you're not going to see Mike Pence in the position of vice president anytime soon. No, you know, but they're, and the Democrats are actually trying to help Pence, you know, get in the forefront of uh, the Republican Party and a few other people, too. You don't want a Democrat telling the Republicans who their candidate is, but they want to tell you that because it'll make the steal all so much easier for them. Back to Trump, um, I I fear for his health because yeah. it, it's just the way that this system has been working, uh, not just in our lifetime, but r- really in the recent past. You know, I, I got to tell you, I, I'm worried too. I, I I I don't know how they're going to do this, and you know, are they going to bring him in the front door of uh, the courthouse, or are they going to walk him through the back door in an alley somewhere where there is some protection? I don't think that's going to happen. I think that they want to embarrass the man, and they're going to bring him right in through the crowd. They're going to bring him right up the stairs, and that's the wrong thing to do. You know, the Secret Service were in serious conversation. They've never had this situation before. A president possibly go to jail. If that were to happen, based upon their charter, they would have to have protection of him in prison 24-7. And that's going to give the excuse to the, well, not the excuse, that'll give them the opportunity for something very bad to happen. In prison? Yeah, in prison. Uh, this is this is a terrible thing that this guy's putting our country through. This Alvin Bragg, 
Uh, if anybody should be in jail, I think Bragg should be in jail for abuse of power. He's abusing his power in his office as Manhattan DA. He's doing this for his own self-importance, for his own his own position, for his own little niche followers like Soros and his his gang. Uh, the, the, and you should hear the left media talk about this. They are wetting themselves with uh, in th- excitement. Oh, Trump's going to go to jail. Well, it's about time. You hear all these people talking like this, and, and you just got a gag. These are part of the mainstream media. I would, if MSNBC were to change their format tomorrow and say we're not going to be a leftist network anymore, I would still have them turned off in my house. They have they have abused their privilege in my house. They've done it. Yeah, look, a turd is a turd is a turd. Yep. You know, you know I and, hear that CNN, by the way, Bill, is supposedly, and I, I heard this on one of the uh, talk shows, CNN has stated that they will be converted to a neutral news organization within months, and supposedly they're starting to show signs of it. I haven't seen it. They still have the same talking heads doing the uh, the anchoring. But Yeah, I don't care what those networks do because I don't believe them in them anymore. And the news people that were there with that diatribe, you cannot sit there. It's not Halloween and you put on a new costume and go to yeah. another network. Yeah. You know, these people... They got paid well. They did their jobs. The very damage well. they did was irreparable, Bill. You're right. So they did they did their jobs very well. Go off somewhere and have a nice life and live in that world of poop that you built because yeah. I don't want to see if if we can get these whatever's off yeah. the air. Yeah. I don't ever want to see them again. Well, you know, you, you look at some network like uh, Newsmax, which is struggling to grow and it, it, all the while, you know, uh, I think it was AT&T took them off their system. That's 12 million subscribers they lost in the snap of a finger. And for no reason other than they were a conservative network. Yeah. Well, you know what? I mean, <clears throat> the left will sit there and they'll they'll boycott anything right. Uh, I think the right people need to do that to the left. The AT&Ts, for what they did... You know, they, they were busted up in the, uh, what was it, the 80s? You know, somewhere the Bell, in there. Bell bu- Telephone, yeah. Bell phone, yeah, they, yeah. They, they busted that up, but they came back, and they came back strong. You know, maybe it's time we bust them up again, but this time <laughs> bust them up for good. And not a bust by the government, but a bust by the public going, you know, this iPhone platform, I'm sure somebody else can give me the same platform on a different network. Bye-bye, AT&T. Look at, Don't look really at, want you anymore. Look at the monopolies we've allowed to grow in this country over the last uh, couple of decades. Apple has got a monopoly to a certain extent. Microsoft yeah. has a monopoly to a certain extent. Google has a big-time monopoly on social pl- platforms. I mean, they are a, a, an amazing or a company. Well, how did that happen? How about because, Am- in Amazon? Amazon. How did that happen? Because back in the 80s, like the bust up of AT and D, why did we bust them up? Because they were a monopoly. Monopoly, yeah. And that was all. They did it to the airlines. You're too big. Sorry, gotta bust you up because one airline would gobble up another, and it would gobble up the next one. And 
you know, it was like playing Pac-Man with, you know, big businesses. And so, you know, okay, yeah, we'll bust it up, you know, but now that's all we're about. And and it's and I see it happening. What would happen? Again. What would happen if Amazon shuttered? If Amazon closed? What would happen? Think about that for a second. Amazon is such a vital corporation now for so many people. We all get stuff from Amazon. If they mm-hmm. were to close, the damage that it would do to our country would be enormous. Well, now think about this. If you've done any shopping recently, the shelves are pretty much empty. Right. They've widened aisles to make the stores look fuller. So there's a lot of wasted space in stores. I mean, I'm like going, boy, you know, with the amount of product they, they've got, they could knock uh, at least 20% of the store size, maybe even up to 50% of the store, store size down. But they haven't done that yet. But they've cut staff. There's not as much product there. You're going like, well, you go to their online faction of it and say, I, I need to get this. Can I get it here? Uh, yeah, it'll be about six weeks. You can get it. Have you seen, uh, no? the number of uh, malls that have closed recently? I mean, big, strong, successful malls. I'm talking they were successful as recently as 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, they're closing right and left everywhere. You know, two years ago, everyone talked about uh, the big retail model out there. Mm-hmm. Besides Walmart was Target. And That's you know, right. they, kind of the upper end. I was in Target yesterday. And they don't have, they still had a lot of stuff, but they don't have everything on the shelves anymore. And trying to get, uh, you know, customer service, I was there at 7 o'clock. They're open till 10. But there was nobody working there. Yeah, but And I'm like going, this is crazy. You know, the thing is, there's going to be a point where Target's going to say we don't need the stores anymore. Right. Well, Walmart's doing that too. Right. So they're, they're, we're shutting down the retail. Okay, well, you got Amazon. Now, Amazon did a big layoff at the first of the year. Right. Okay, they got that over with. No, 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 no. Yeah, yesterday, another 9,000 people. But when you think of how many people they employ, it's unbelievable. Worldwide, holy smokes. You can get rid of 9,000 people with Amazon, and that's uh, uh, that means that they enlarge the roots of some of their trucks. You know, I mean, they expand everybody's route by 10%. You know, and all of a sudden they cover it. Look at our industry. You know, right at, uh, I have been watching layoffs go on in the the broadcast industry for at least, you know, since the 90s. Don't you think that banking, the banking problem has a direct effect on companies like Amazon? I think so. Oh, yeah. Well, look, you know, you've got uh, in Switzerland. You had the number two bank credit suite faltered, yeah, and then yeah, and then the USB came along and and gobbled it up the very next day. The number one bank, and I'm sitting there going, the big get bigger, the 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 other just go the way of the Fagawi, but pretty soon we're going to have a handful of banks, and the the way that we bank, the way that we do things, yes, hasn't changed, and I'm sitting there going. We are building to a big But crash. the way the way that we bank has changed. Think about it for a second. I haven't been inside a bank. I take that back. I was in for, I got a CD a few weeks ago, but that was the first time I'd been inside a bank in years. Everything I do in a bank right now is on my cell phone 
or on my computer or through the drive-thru on occasion if I need to pick up some cash or the ATM. But I very rarely go into a bank. And there was the time, there was a time in my life when I went to the bank, I knew the tellers. They knew mm-hmm. me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But now there's another question. Okay. You're, you're cutting down on personnel in the banks. Everything is going on. And let's just say that the, the, uh, Let's call her. Let's call herself the MAGA right. Uh, Trump gets indicted, and we're going. Okay, we'll show you what a real crash is. Right. And we take our money out. You know, banks will sit there and say, you know, this cash thing, and tell her thing. We don't need it. We can just go automated, digital currency, and that's it. And then they can, they have total control of all your assets. I went into a bank recently. There's one here in Pittsburgh that uh, at least three-quarters of the booths are essentially ATMs. They're not ATMs. No. They're, it's a more of a computerized kiosk kind of a situation. They don't want to make it look like an ATM because, of, you know, that's, that's not what they want. But, but it was an automated system. You weren't dealing yeah. with a teller. And you're absolutely correct. It's going to be... Uh, We'll be doing a bill from home. And when they can get to digital currency, you'll never have to go into a bank ever again. They'll be, they'll be closing up the local locations because all of your transactions will be done digitally from your house. Yeah, so you get paid digitally. Uh, the government, you know, uh, you won't even have to worry about taxing, uh, you know, doing your taxes anymore because all they'll say, sure, you made this much money, you paid in this much, we've taken that already. You still owe us. Thank you very much. And you know. for those of you who think that sounds really terrific, understand something that that means that they can penalize you the same way. Yeah. They can turn your account they off. They can they can they can uh, sequester your cash so that you can't get it. You you're you're stuck. You may have a million dollars in the bank, but if if the government determines that you've been a nasty person, or you've done something wrong, they can pull the plug on your bank accounts and you're broke. Yeah, you're going to have to work and have digital currency. You're going to have to have it. But, you know, everybody needs a little little extra something-something. You know what I mean? That little yeah. extra something-something get by because you never can live off of just what you have. Oh, right. <laughs> no, you no. know, and, and I'm sitting there going, yep. but if it's all digital and they have control of it, you know, that little extra something-something is a little extra nothing-nothing. Let's talk about waitresses and the tips they make, right? It won't right. be it won't be a tip in cash anymore. You'll pick up your cell phone, and you'll punch in a tip, and it'll go into her, or she'll you'll scan a barcode, and she'll get her tip. But if the, now she has to report that tip because it's digital. Well, when I go out to breakfast, which I haven't done in a while, but, uh, you know, I like to go out and get... Every once in a while, hey, let's go to breakfast, you know. And uh, but everybody I know is getting older than me, and they're going, "I got to watch my weight." Uh, but and I, why are I you looking? At, why mirror, are you, you looking know? at me when you say that? <laughs> I, I look at mine all the time in the mirror. <laughs> but either way, when I get the check, I'm going like, I don't have a choice of the tip anymore. Well, yeah. I, I I do. Is do you want to do? You 15 know, fifteen or twenty percent? Eighteen, yeah. twenty. And, you know, I you know. know. I'm like going, it's all there. And then there are some of the restaurants, they just go ahead and we've taken the liberty of putting your tip on. That is amazing. You. A tip used to be uh, something that was special, reserved for the customer exclusively to determine 
if the service was worthy of a tip, you know? Not anymore. Now they're making it so that it's part of the whole process, you know? Yeah, I mean, look, I was in a restaurant one time. The waitress came up. She was she was clumsy. And she tripped in the fries that were on the plate that, uh, you know, went with a burger. They hit the floor. I might have had two fries left. She didn't replace the fries, nothing, you know. But I didn't have a choice of how much of a tip or not to give her because, wow. you know, I was like going, well, oh, this sucks. <laughs> you know, now that's the kind of and, – and, she wouldn't talk to you. She wouldn't smile. She wouldn't do anything. Can I? Uh, I'll get you another order of fries. Sure, well, that's okay. You know, you never had that opportunity. And I'm going. That is the person that you sit there and say, you know what? Okay. I'll leave you a five dollar tip and a penny. It's a penny to say, yeah. this could have been more, but you you're scolded. You're still you're still a nicer guy than me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I would have left her some fries, do it or they give them the penny, and that's I, it. I, I would have left her some fries anyway. Um, yeah, picked up off the floor, <laughs> you know. I got to tell you exactly. Uh, yesterday, finally, Ron DeSantis broke his silence, and you know, I'm not, I'm not sold on Ron DeSantis. Yeah, he's done some great things in Florida uh, as a governor, but to me, he sounds like a politician, and and you know, he says nice things about Trump and then he sh- it's like he sticks a shiv into his into his back uh, and and I'm not going to say what that shiv is I want you to listen to what he said this is Ron DeSantis from the Florida Standard uh, we wanted to know what your thoughts are on the rumored Trump indictment and if you have any role in it um, if charges are brought on him will you have any role in extradition to New York so I've seen rumors swirl. I have not seen any facts uh, yet, and so I don't know what's going to happen. But I do know this. The, the Manhattan district attorney is a Soros-funded prosecutor. And so he, like other Soros-funded prosecutors, they weaponize their office to impose a political agenda on society at the expense of the rule of law and public safety. He has downgraded over 50% of the felonies to misdemeanors. He says he doesn't want to even have jail time for the vast, vast majority of crimes. And what we've seen in Manhattan is we've seen the the, the crime rate go up and we've seen citizens become less safe. And so you're talking about this situation with, and look, I don't know what goes into paying hush money to a porn star to, to secure silence over some type of alleged affair. I just, I can't speak to that. But what I can speak to is that if you have a prosecutor who is ignoring crimes happening every single day in his jurisdiction, and he chooses to go back many, many years ago uh, to try to use something about porn star hush money payments, you know, that's an example of pursuing a political agenda and weaponizing the office. And um, I think that that's fundamentally wrong. Okay, did you hear the part that was the shiv, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I heard that when he was talking about I can't say anything about, the about hush star. money to a porn star. Yeah. Let, 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 let's be clear on this. Hush money happens in all kinds of things. It's never an admission of guilt. It can happen in the political arena. It's, Bill, it, they call them in business confidentiality agreements. They're That's done exactly, every day. And it's nothing more. It's, in other words, enough is enough. Here's some money. Shut up. Yep. Go away. Exactly you know? right. Ex- and exactly. It didn't right. come from campaign funds, like some people are like liking to suggest. 
you know, it's, everything has been above above the law here, and everything is on the up and up. It's not an admission of guilt. Yep. It's not an admission of anything. It's just saying we're wasting more time and money on this charade than anything else. Here's what you want. Money. Get lost. Kevin you know, McCarthy and, had a few things to say about what's going on, and uh, I, I cut it down into a short piece. Listen. It doesn't matter what side of the issue you're on. It doesn't matter if this was President Trump or if this was a Democrat. It should be equal justice in America. And stop going after people because you have political differences. I don't think people should protest this, no. And I, I, I think President Trump, if you talk to him, he doesn't believe that either. I mean... I think I think the thing that you may misinterpret when the when President Trump talks, when someone says that they can protest, he would probably be referring to my tweet. Educate people about what's going on. He's not talking in a harmful way, and nobody should. I think he's right about that. He, he's yeah. he, and I think he's right about what, how Trump feels. Trump doesn't want violence, but no, he but does. Trump has every right in the world to tell people to speak up. Yes. And, you know, when you speak up, you are. It is a form of protest. <laughs> what it's we're a doing here. protest. I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Stop your crap. What you and I are doing right here is a protest to a certain extent. We're no, this talking. This is a love fest. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could see him, folks, when he said that. <laughs> oh, gosh. The little look away <laughs> I do. Like in. <laughs> Um, you Rodney Dangerfield looking away. You know, you know yeah. what's, what's interesting is that Kevin McCarthy actually spoke out before DeSantis did. Yep. And McCarthy got out there, and, and he really uh, wasn't afraid to, to uh, add his two cents to the conversation. Jim Jordan, by the way, has sent, uh, a, I guess, an order to Alvin Bragg to, to report to Congress, uh, get down to Washington because we want to talk to you in front of in front of the microphone, sworn under oath about what you're doing with this case. He wants to find out specifically whether there's any uh, conversation going on between his office and the White House. Is there some kind of collusion between the Biden administration and this prosecutor's office? If that's the case, then boy, have we got something even bigger going on behind the scenes. And it wouldn't surprise yeah. me. It wouldn't surprise me, to be honest with you, the way things have been going. Well, yeah, but you know what? Kind of like Hillary Clinton, Joe is an untouchable. Uh, and it, it's amazing how that works. Uh, he can get away with whatever he wants. You know, she was dirty as all hell, too. She still is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, she, she and uh, don't be surprised. If somehow in the news, she because she still is alive and she still thinks, that she should be Madam President. I I, I, the, I wanted to add one thing about uh, what you said about harm to Trump. I do think that if anyone tries to hurt Trump, uh, I never mind if they're successful with it, but even if they try to hurt him, God forbid, uh, I would say all bets are off. We're in for a rocky road ahead. I'm, you you know, know, I think it was only six seasons. Um, it was back in the early OOs. It was a hell of a little series and it had some big Can names. Can I tell you it. what the name of it was? Because I watched Go it. Go ahead. Jericho. Damn right. And, <laughs> and if, if you're wondering what is going to happen with all of this, and it goes, now, it, they didn't do the setup of what happened. 
But what they did do is it divided America. Yep. And I think it divided in three factions. And uh, it was interesting uh, because Texas became the new republic. Uh, But uh, it it was interesting in the fact that um, there were people hell-bent on on destroying democracy, democracy, destroying America, and they sure did. I was really disappointed in in seeing that, you know, the, the, I wanted to see that that show go further. Right. But it does end, you know, because I don't like to watch a series and there is no ending, you know. But you you'll you'll see if you do watch it. You'll, you'll go, Bill, thanks for letting you me probably, know that. You, because... you probably can find it on the Internet somewhere. You probably can get the old episodes. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think it's on Netflix right now. Jericho is very popular. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know what it is, watch, watch the I first may go thing, back and know. I may go back and watch it again now. It may be re- more relevant, you know. It's, it is because it, it shines through. You know, here's a kid coming home, you know, and he's listening to the radio, and then all of a sudden... A big flash. Do you know what I watched over the weekend by accident? What? I watched the original 1984 version of Red Dawn. Well, that's a great movie. And, and, and let me tell you something. They did it again in 2012, and they made the enemy North Korea, and it, it took all of the oomph out of it. In, 1980, in 1984, their version uh, of Red Dawn was the Russians. They yeah. were the enemy, and they were coming across the border surreptitiously. Initially, they were sneaking into the country, and I'm thinking, "Oh my God, it is so relevant to what's happening right now." The the setup is is much more real because yeah. of uh, and and I I thought to myself, more people should see this because something like this could definitely happen in this country. There are people out there as we speak today, right now. Chinese leader Xi Jinping is meeting with Russian President Vladimir Putin. Uh, They're talking about uh, some kind of uniform relationship between those two major countries. Two major, I wouldn't say enemies, but uh, they're not our friends, so to speak. You know, they're they're out for their best interest, as are we. And uh, they would like nothing more than to see our country divided. I would love to be a fly on the wall and to be able to hear what they're talking about as far as what's happening to Donald Trump right now, because you know those two guys are going to bring it up in the course of the conversation. You know, I, I know they respected Trump, but now yeah. that, you know, it, you would think Trump is on the ropes. I don't think he's on the ropes because Trump is a pretty resilient guy, and depending on how this plays out, uh, he can use it uh, in his favor. But they... the. They are gathering around the wagons and encircling Trump, and they're encircling him with uh, they, the 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 term that the the fake news likes to use is fake news. It's it's fake charges, fake allegations, actually allegations that have been brought up and found to be not. There's nothing there. Well, in the old days, we used to call it lies. Okay. We are in a, in a country right now where our media is filled with lies. They take a lie and they they promote it, they massage it, they enlarge it, and before you know it, people believe it. That's how they work. It's called propaganda, too. And when I was a kid, propaganda was a country's way of spreading lies and making them real. 
Martin Bor not Martin Borman uh, was it Martin Bor no it was it was Goebbels I believe who was the right. uh, the uh, guy who was in charge of the Nazi propaganda machine and uh, I, he they had nothing over what we're doing now I mean we have become uh, you get something from the New York Times and you just know it's a lie you get something from the Washington Post you know it's a lie. It's because they just don't leave it alone with the, just the facts. They've got to take every story, and even if they start with a, 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 a framework of truth, if, if it doesn't lean towards what they wanted to say, they'll push it that way. You know, and, and yeah. what, what amazes me is so many people, so many people in, in the country will look at the old gray lady. That's what they call the New York Times, the old gray lady. Oh, it's been around since God knows when. It's one of the oldest newspapers in the country. Everybody loves the New York Times. It hasn't told the truth in decades. No. Every time you mention the old gray lady there, I think of Elizabeth Warren. But anyway, <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe hey, listen. she's the picture of it. I don't know. We are, we're just, uh, just about out of time, but uh, I, I think we all should say a little prayer today with the hopes that everything is okay, that, uh, that nothing happens to, uh, to President Trump, and that uh, with the, even if he has to go through this whole process, he comes out unscathed on the other side. Yeah, I'll qualify that though. You know, if you say you're going to say a prayer, say a damn prayer. If you just if you're just saying, yeah, I'm going to pray. Yeah. And then you don't. You know. Hey, listen, please God. Forget about it then. Please you know? God be with Donald Trump today. Please send your angels to protect him and uh please make him stronger when all is said and done. How's that? Is that that That's that was good. from Amen. the heart? Amen. Yeah, there you go. Hey, my friend, I hope you have a wonderful day today. From one senile old guy to another. <laughs> we had somebody, we had somebody, we won't say who it was because we don't want to embarrass anyone. Somebody who was angry at, uh, uh, at one of us, and it wasn't me. I won't say who it was. <laughs> but uh, that, that, per that person said, eh, just two senile old guys venting or something like that. <laughs> well, it was over something that you know what it is. Yes, and, I do. <laughs> um, you know, and, and quite honestly, I, I, I was kind of taken aback by it. But, well, I, uh, I, you know, if someone says I'm a senile old guy, all I say is I resemble that remark. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what, what, what's your point? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey, listen, let's, uh, let's leave uh, today. Oh, by the way, you can reach us. I always almost forget to do this. Uh, you can reach us at 833-538-7868. I blame that on my senility. 833-538-7868. Uh, you can also go to mail at itsanotherday.com or mail at crnamerica.com, and you can just... Type in, if you go to mail at uh, itsanotherday.com, type in amen and uh, that prayer that Jim just did. I like that. That becomes your prayer. I like that. My friend? If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Everybody. Different types See you, buddy. wear a day coat, pants with stripes, or cutaway coat, perfect fits. Trying mighty hard to look like Gary Cooper. Oh, 
Come, let's mix where Rockefellers walk with sticks or rumbarellas in their midst. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Different types who wear a day coat, pants with stripes, or cutaway coat, perfect fits. Dressed up like a million dollar trooper. Trying mighty hard to look like Gary Cooper. Come, let's mix where Rockefellers walk with sticks or umbrellas in their midst. The Voice of Freedom, CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. You ask her who won your favorite sporting event. You ask her to find a fact that you can't find anywhere. Well, we did that too. We asked her how many people have downloaded itsanotherday.com. And this is what she said. From acceleration.com. It has been downloaded as much as 260,433,467 times. I know. Seems like a lot. Seems like a lot to us, too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about itsanotherday.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million? 